Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb. And this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise children of character and our culture that is saturated with media and technology. You know, we call it Brave Parenting because it takes courage and hard work to stay on top of technology and then choose how you and your children are going to incorporate that into your lives. Our goal is to keep you on top of this technology. So thank you for joining us in today's show. In today's news, we're going to be talking about new feature of Instagram called Checkout. We're going to be talking about a new genre of apps, this one called Co-Parenter. In our character focus today, we're going to be discussing the virtue of respect. In our five facts on a popular app, we're going to be talking about Spotify and our family focus, we'll be talking about listening to music and how that works inside of your home. All right, in today's news, we have Instagram checkouts. This new feature was just rolled out by Instagram and what it basically is, it's allowing users who are on Instagram and as you go through your scroll of your news feed and you're coming across advertisements or brands that you follow or maybe um, influencers that you follow and you see their content, maybe they're um, posting a new piece of clothing or they're advertising a new vitamin supplement, whatever it is that they're advertising, you'll be able to click on that and actually order it right there from inside the Instagram app. Say you find a advertised piece of clothing that you wanna buy, you would click on it, it'll bring you to a checkout page where you can type in your information and your credit card which will be saved after your first input. And within a few clicks, you have purchased the product and it is on its way being shipped to you. So this just feeds into this consumeristic culture that we have, especially among our younger generation, where they love the instant gratification of being able to see something and and grab it and get it right instantly. So this is, of course, one way that Instagram is making money because they are charging um, the companies, the brands, the people selling these products, a certain fee in order to have this feature on Instagram. And of course, companies are going to jump at this opportunity to be able to sell their products directly through Instagram because, you know, as they post these ads, you know, their reach is huge. The amount of people who are using Instagram, who are engaged who are liking certain company pages as well as liking their posts or liking their advertisement, being able to sell it right there inside the app is going to be an even easier conversion of the advertisement directly to sales. When you think about influencers, you know, a lot of these influencers who are promoting these brands, um, these products, they have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. So their reach is also very, very wide. You think about um, the number one Instagram influencer out there, which is Kylie Jenner, recently the youngest billionaire. Um, And the reason why is because she's actually paid reportedly $1 million a post by these companies in order to promote this product. Because Instagram generates such a loyal following um, of a certain brand, of a certain person, of a certain influencer, she can turn her reach into immediate profit for that company. So that million dollars that they're paying her to post about their product is immediate sales for them. So yes, this is going to be a very popular feature that I see um, not really going away. So what does that really look like? In your home, um, if you have um, children, especially daughters, who are on Instagram, definitely talk about it. You know, did you know that this feature is there? 
see if they are aware, see if they've seen it um, be rolled out or if they've heard other people talking about it. But let's just be honest and say what we really need to talk about with especially our daughters is the fact that your credit card does not belong on their Instagram accounts. They should not have that ability to instantly purchase anything they see on your dollar. So at least for my teenagers, you know, they have their own credit card in which they work and earn money and save money themselves. And they too would themselves know not to put their own credit card into this as it would be extremely dangerous um, for them to have the ease of just click and order. I see this, I like it, click, order, it's mine, right? Your money would be depleted very fast. So for parents who may not check their itemized statement of their credit card, you know, it's important to do so if you have someone who really loves Instagram, who really loves the brands, who is very into popular trends, um, especially clothing and makeup products. And so this is the the number one type of sales product that's occurring right now on the Instagram checkout. So have that conversation, especially with your daughters. Also in the news, we have the um, whole new genre of apps. Co-Parenter is one of them. And this genre, so it's, it's very intriguing to me. I read an article about the founders of this app and essentially it's a genre for people who are either divorced or never married, helping them co-parent. The core of their mission is to help the children, right? By Or by helping the parents, they are helping the children by less fighting, staying out of court, um, less litigation, all of this that can occur with fighting, you know, divorced parents or any type of co-parents. So essentially what the app is, is they give you all of these different features. They help you stay organized by providing you scheduling tools, to-do lists, um, on-time child exchanges. They allow you to document all of your communication. You can even export that later as a PDF should you need to provide it to a court or a lawyer. Also provide you an information bank. Now, this is really helpful, I think, because it allows you to share documents that both parents are going to need. Maybe it's their insurance cards for, for the doctor, for the pharmacy, that type of aspect. You can also share um, their expenses, look for reimbursements, share all of that within this app. One aspect that I loved is that it also helps avoid conflict. So inside the co-parenter app is this messaging feature, and they are using essentially artificial intelligence, algorithmic filters to detect harsh conversations, harsh language, or even swearing. And when they see it occur, it gives you a pop-up saying, hey, this seems to be pretty harsh. You know, are you sure you want to proceed? Basically, that filter, that it doesn't matter who you are. We all kind of need that, right? I wish that they would implement that sort of filter in every social app or even in text messaging. That would be awesome, right? So fantastic feature there. They also provide on-demand help or one-on-one -on -one coaching and mediation. You know, it says on their website, their list of advisors contains everything from, you know, former retired judges, family lawyers, um, PhD college professors, and even a pastor is on their advisory panel who you can access through the app and help you maybe come to an agreement or help you navigate a situation with your co-parent all for the benefit of the child. These sound like really fantastic resources. It does come at a cost. It's $12.99 a month. Um, if you and your co-parent um, get it together sort of in a bundle, um, it can cost you basically $200 a year providing some savings. So I think this is um, 
actually really great. So while, you know, we don't love divorce and we hate to see that happen, the reality is it's it's pretty common. And one of the most common things I hear, you know, when I speak to parents, especially divorced or separated parents, is that media and technology is one of the hardest things that they have to work through while they co-parent. Now, while this app doesn't necessarily solve that, and it does have the parent on their phone um, using the app in order to facilitate the co-parenting process, it can help you navigate and come to terms in a very documented um, and, and easy and maybe even you know a mediated, coached way through these professionals on how to come to terms with how much screen time is okay at moms and dads and then being equal and one parent not showing the favoritism and saying, oh, you can have as much of screen time as you want at, at my house, but you know, your mom's rules are, that's something different or however that is. I hear that very commonly. So this is super interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where this type of apps, uh, where they go in the future and how successful they are. In our character focus today, we're going to discuss the virtue of respect. Now, we know that respect is paramount and always has been. It's important inside of our homes. It's important inside of our careers and our job spaces. To be a parent who is respected, right, we have to earn that respect. And that's an important thing that I think a lot of parents are forgetting, especially in the day and age of media and technology. In order to earn respect, you know, it requires a couple things for parents. Number one, you have to be consistent all the time. You also need to act like a parent and not like a friend, which is one crucial fault that a lot of parents are falling into. Even though their flesh and their spirit kind of just wants to be their child's friend and it's easier to be their friend than to be their parents, ultimately that does not lead to the child respecting you. Not only that, but you really do need to stay relevant for your child to respect you. If you um, want to say, you know what, I don't know this technology, I don't wanna know this technology, we're not doing that, we're not gonna you know, adapt to any of this, your child is gonna probably not have a whole lot of respect for you. So you do also have to stay abreast and relevant to what is going on in their generation in order to be able to relate to them in the best way possible. Of course, that doesn't mean conforming to all of culture's ways, but you can definitely stay informed, right? This is our goal here at the Brave Parenting Podcast. So there's a lot of benefits um, of teaching this respect. And this respect overflows into a lot of other virtues, which more benefits. So children who learn that value of respect when they were young find that they are, they are happier and more successful and they have healthier relationships as they grow up. Children who um, value respect also are um, less selfish. They're more caring, compassionate, and generous to others. So these are great other virtues that all stem from teaching respect. And of course, that starts with earning respect so that they can respect us. And when they respect us, they also respect themselves. And that self-respect is a very critical factor, especially when they go into their teen years. Research has shown that children who lack self-respect are more likely to engage in alcohol, drugs, vaping, um, smoking, and, and sex all because they lack respect for themselves and they lack respect for other people. 
So that's definitely not what we want to do, right? So if we want them to respect themselves, we know that they have to respect us. And to do that, we need to earn their respect. So my question to you, sort of your homework as well today after today's podcast, right? How many times have you heard um, yourself say and repeat over and over in your home this question of what part of no do you not understand? right? That's a common question. We all say we may say no. And then our kids may ask a few times more and maybe different ways. And we may say, hey, what part of no are you not understanding? Here's the deal though. Research has been done and they surveyed um, kids in the US and they have found that 60% of kids admit that they will keep on nagging past that initial no, 60%. What's probably more humbling and disturbing is that 55% of those children say that after they're nagging, the parent gives in. Now that's the problem, right? This is the crux of the problem is that we are giving in, especially when it comes to media and technology. I know, right? The nagging just gets so old and it just wears you down when they are asking, can I have a phone? Can I have a phone? Can I have a phone? Can I play this game? Can I play this game? Can I have social media? Please, 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 please. All of these reasons and all of these arguments and all of this nagging, it does. It wants to wear you down. It And this is where it really takes being brave, being brave enough to say, no, I'm going to earn your respect by being consistent. And being consistent doesn't mean that you have to be angry or unreasonable or mean, right? But it does mean that you're going to be firm and tough. And and being firm and tough means that you're going to choose what is in their best interest, whether they like it or not. So if they are 12 and they're begging for social media and you know it's not in their best interest, you say no, no matter how many times they nag, you say no, because that consistency is what earns respect. So talk about this at home, right? Question yourself, are you giving in? Listen to the nagging, listen to how many times you're saying no. Consider what it is that you are teaching when you do give in as to what you could be teaching and what you could be earning respect-wise when you are consistent and stay firm and tough, but of course do that in a loving and kind way. In today's app focus, we're gonna give you five facts on the app Spotify. Now this um, is a very popular music streaming app, which are fact fact number one of Spotify. This is a music streaming library that offers you not only music, but offers you podcasts as well. They boast 30 million plus songs available for you to listen to. And not only do you have the ability to listen through the app, maybe on your phone or your tablet, they also through Spotify Connect allow you to listen to your music and and your playlists that you create on your computers, um, your devices and your speakers, such as like Google Home, Amazon Echo, maybe Sonos speakers, they allow it in your your gaming consoles, PS4, Xbox One, and even your smart TVs. They provide that interface in order for you to use all of those devices to listen to your music library. All right, Spotify fact number two is that the app is free for limited use. They offer a $4.99 a month student plan, which makes this app definitely more popular um, than the others that don't offer student plans. However, the student plan does automatically convert to a standard $9.99 a month plan after 12 months. You have to be able to provide a student ID to prove that you're a student essentially every 12 months to make sure that there aren't people trying to just get around um, paying $9.99 a month. And the $9.99 is that standard individual premium membership 
that you can purchase. This is obviously the most popular. What this offers you, what you're paying for is essentially no ads. Your music is not going to be interrupted by ads. And you can also download music for offline listening through all of your playlists. This premium membership of $9.99 also provides you um, a couple other controls that the free limited use option does not allow. And they have a very reasonable family plan that allows for six members, up to six members of the family to use the app at $14.99 a month. So definitely a cost savings um, if you're like me and have six plus kids, this would be really great because you're saving a lot of money. Now, fact number three of Spotify is that there are minimal to no parental controls. The app itself allows for followers, similar to like another social media platform. And these followers are able to see what you're listening to, see what you've most recently played. They can also see who you follow and who your followers are, whether you're following celebrity playlists or other friends, they're able to see that. That also means that your profile page is always visible to other Spotify members. So even if someone is not following you, they can still see your Spotify profile. That includes your username, your profile picture, your public playlist, um, your recently played artists, who follows you and who you follow. That's all going to be public knowledge. And there's not really um, great ways to control it. You can create secret playlists if you are using the desktop app version, but that's not available to people on the phone. If you have the premium membership, you are able to turn off explicit content. Now granted, like all music streaming apps and social apps, there is not a parental password control that's gonna stop your child from turning that filter you know, back off where they can listen to explicit content. So, I mean, while the feature is good, um, as long as your child is agreeing to it, um, it is something that they can turn on and off very easily. Now, what I do have to say about Spotify, even though they do allow these followers and shared playlists, they have removed the messaging feature from the app. They used to have it so that you could sort of send messages like text to people you follow or people who follow you and you'd be able to communicate inside that app. They have removed that, which as a parent, this is great because that's one less point of connection out to strangers or people they may not know that you may not know that they're communicating you know, through. So that is removed. So that's actually probably one of the, the better features if you're considering the Spotify app, regardless of the explicit content being very limited. Fact number four of Spotify is that the Discover Weekly section, session is one of the most popular features of Spotify. This is why people would choose Spotify app over say Apple Music or Pandora or another one of its competitors. That has been sort of referred to as this algorithmic powerhouse. Essentially the data that they collect on Spotify users helps them to create a playlist that you can discover every week. It's a new playlist that introduces you to new music based on the music that you've listened to. And users of Spotify love this and praise this because they are able to discover new music that they would have never heard or, you know, it's just not as good as, say, an Apple Music playlist generates for you. Also, you can use these the Spotify app here and integrate it into other apps, which... So for example, if you have RunKeeper or Nike Run and you're gonna, um, you're a runner and you wanna listen to music, you can connect the Spotify app into, you can integrate it into those other apps. You can also integrate your Spotify 
um, playlists and discover playlists through apps such as Tinder or Bumble, which are like dating apps and try and connect with someone in a dating fashion based on the playlists that you both like. Fact number five of Spotify is the ratings. Now the app store rates Spotify as 12 plus. Google Play rates it as teen. Spotify themselves rates their app as 18 or 13 years or older with a parent consenting to the agreements. So essentially this is going to be the 13 plus because of the data that they are going to collect. Um, I, they don't necessarily say that the 13 is also because of the explicit content, but it's pretty well known that the clean versions of songs are harder to find on Spotify than not. So with all of that explicit content supposedly being for you know adults or 18 and older, I think that's also one of the reasons why they say that you should be 18 or 13 or over with a consenting parent. Now, Brave Parenting stance is that 13 and older is probably suitable for that age children, especially with parents who are on Spotify as well. I encourage you if you have a child who really wants to be on Spotify, if you are not an Apple user, if you're an Android user, and this is a obviously more practical option for you, join Spotify as well with them. Get a family plan and you too can create your own playlist and you can follow each other. Your child can follow you, you can follow your child. And what this enables you to do is to see their playlist. You can see the music that they're listening to. Maybe you don't agree with it, but you know what? You can have a discussion about that. You can look up the lyrics and you can say, hey, you know, do you like this song, you know, for the beat, for the rhythm, or have you listened to the words, you know what the words say, right? It just provides an open door for you to have those conversations with your child about the music that they're listening to. So we are Brave Parenting, do say 13 plus with um, with you being on Spotify as well. In our family focus today, we're going to talk a little bit more about this idea of listening to music and what that looks like inside your home. First, we need to note that listening to music is a very therapeutic thing for children. They love it, um, whether they're young and listening to nursery rhymes to they're older and then listening to you know music and pop culture. It is a very big factor in their life. So some benefits that scientific research has actually found is that music can lessen stress and improve health. It can make you happier. It can improve sleep if you're listening to the right kind of music, right? We're not talking about um, maybe Cardi B before you go to bed, but maybe we're talking classical music, Mozart, that type of, of music. Music has also been shown to decrease depression. It helps you eat less. It elevates your mood while you are driving. It can strengthen learning and memory. So parents, did you hear that? Research has actually shown that listening to music can strengthen learning and memory. So the next time you're really hesitant in letting your child listen to music while they're studying for that test, um, do consider that when they're in that song that they love or that playlist that they love and they're studying, that can actually boost their memory in what they're learning. And playing an instrument or taking music lessons has been found to increase verbal intelligence as well as IQ and academic performance. So those are, you know, vast benefits that we can get from music. So but what I find is a lot of parents are concerned about the music that is currently out there in pop culture. And this is sort of a tale as old as time, right? I remember when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, my parents had the same concerns over the music we listened to, yet we still listen to it. And I will be honest, you know, I grew up um, in the 80s, 90s. So I listened to a lot of the kind of hard rock 
early bands like Guns N' Roses and Poison, all the way to Metallica and the grunge, like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all of that, which now today it's very easy as a parent to look back and say, wow, I listened to that, right? But, and that's really how it is for our kids as well. So keep an open mind about their music. And if you want, look up the lyrics, look at what's popular in the billboard charts, read the lyrics, ask them, what, what is it that you like about it? Is it the beat? Um, is it, you know, is it the words? Half the time kids don't even know all the words that it is that's singing, or they're not understanding what it is that's actually being sung about. Just let you um, have an idea of how we do it in our family, right? So I have um, seven kids, six of, of which are still living in the home. And so I can't have everybody listening to their own music out loud, of course. That would be too many, too many musics going on at once as well. That goes for me as well. I can't necessarily play my music because not everybody, not everybody wants to hear my music. And I don't want everyone to sort of maybe have headphones in and be into their own music in their own room with their devices kind of behind closed doors in order to do their own thing. So one thing that my husband and I did in order to really think outside the box, knowing the benefits of music, knowing how much our kids love it, we thought, okay, we don't have to stream all of our music. So how else can our kids really enjoy music if number one, they don't have their own device yet, or if they do, we just really don't want it in their bedroom at all times. We don't want it in their bedroom overnight and that type of, of concerns. So we went on Amazon and we bought three of our youngest kids, um, a portable radio, you know, obviously it plugs in. It's definitely smaller than the old school boom box. It's about a, you know, six inch cube. And this little radio has a CD player. It has AM FM radio, and it also connects to Bluetooth should they have their device and they want to play it through the speaker. And these radios have been um, immensely popular. They love them. Not only do they listen to the radio, which I think is still a great way to listen to different musics, they listen to that. And also I'll make CDs for them. Now granted, yes, this sort of brings me back to my old days of, of making mixed tapes. Um, but I do have a computer that can still burn CDs. So I go to my Apple playlist. I create lists of songs that I think that they are going to like, ones that maybe I like that I want them to listen to and ones I know they will. And then I give them those CDs and then they play those CDs on their radios inside their room. Not only that, because the radios take batteries, they can carry them outside if they are um, working out or playing in the backyard. Um, just last week, they were helping doing some yard work. And so they brought the radio out there. They played their CD so they could listen while they worked, right? So it's great. So the music's playing, they're enjoying it, their mood is being elevated, but they're not stuck with headphones in their ears, not listening to what's going on around them or to the instructions that's being given um, in regard to what they're doing, right? So that was a great, great way. It was about a $40 investment, you know, per radio to get, and it's been fantastic. So I encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to music. Keep an open mind and know the benefits of music truly kind of outweigh those concerns that we might have about pop culture. But if you are like me and I don't listen to pop culture music, I, you know, I share those same concerns. So I encourage you in today's show notes, I have a worksheet um, for you to download, and it goes through the top song lyrics through the decades. And what I've done is I went through the Billboard charts and I've found the top songs over the past five decades and sort of centralized the, the lyrics and what the theme is that you can you can read the lyrics and grasp, okay, this song is generally about this. And what's so interesting is we might think that in 
you know, 2018, 19, that the music is just so much more terrible than it was back in 1998, 88, 78. And the truth is, it's not. Don't want to spoil it for you, but I will tell you that almost every song focuses around um, one specific theme, and you can probably guess that theme, but you know, generation after generation, we're all singing and talking about the same thing. The language may change, um, the wording may change, and the rhythm may change, but ultimately, um, music itself has not changed that much. So grab um, that download off of our show notes today to help you um, sort of be brave in this area of music and what you allow your children to listen to and how they listen to it in your home. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today here at the Brave Parenting Podcast. I encourage you to jump over to braveparenting.net. Check out the resources and articles that we have to equip you in many different ways to be the brave parent that you want to be. Stay educated and abreast of all of the technology changes. You can also follow us on Facebook at Brave Parenting Network. And if you are wanting to learn more about how to build this character and how to really focus on character building in relation to how kids are relating to media and technology, jump over to amazon.com and get Brave Parenting's book, Managing Media, Creating Character. This book will walk you through many character traits and how you can set a standard for that character while walking through all of the technology and media changes in our children's lives. All right, until next time, please go and be brave.